Welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. It's me, Stephen Black, your host. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about TCKs and friendships. Now, I would say this is a personal issue to me, as I do happen to have a couple of friends. And as a matter of fact, now that I think of it, I may always have had friends. Although friends do tend to come and go, especially for TCKs who are always traveling around the world. Earlier in the show, we talked about how the average TCK experiences more relational loss um, in the first 18 years of their life than the average person does in their entire life. So friendship can be a big issue, for better or worse, for a lot of TCKs. And joining us on the show to discuss this issue and share some stories is TCK and international voice actor David Perhai. So David, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. And you can take that question any way you want, because this is a podcast for TCKs. So if you want to tell us like your whole life story, it's all good. Asking where you're from is always such a strange thing for MKs, especially because your passport country may not necessarily be what you consider yourself as. Right. I grew up in Ukraine, but I don't really consider myself a Ukrainian. And I'm an American. In, but I don't really consider myself an American. Mm. So I guess I'm just an MK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up for 16 years in Ukraine. 16 years. That's that's a lot of time to spend overseas. Um, it, it is, um, but it's, it's my life. You don't really consider it overseas because America is overseas. <laughs> sure, I suppose when you're growing up in the Ukraine, America is overseas. That's a good point. So how much time, if any, did you spend um, in America? Uh, of course, we took every once in a while, we would come back for a year to raise support again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was only two years, though. Okay. Um, my first grade year and my seventh grade year. Gotcha. It was always cool coming back, but it was also weird because you always felt like everything was so temporary. Mm-hmm. You'd make friends that you knew wouldn't last. <laughs> Making friends that you know won't last. The classic TCK experience, right? Absolutely. You still want to be friends with them. It's not like you give them up or anything, but you just know that it won't last forever. Right. Because that's your life and you're used to it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, David, you um, you had just been telling me about the first time that you met some of your extended family when you came back to the States. How old were you then? I was five years old. Um... And before then, I didn't even know I had an extended family, first of all. Mm. So there wasn't anyone to miss. Yeah, right. It, it's just pe- people you don't know, you can't miss. But once you meet them, then they're stuck in your life. Yeah. And they can affect emotionally yeah. when they're not around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hear that. Wow. So do you have a pretty large extended family? not exactly large, but it is ex- extremely close. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I have, yeah, seven cousins on my mom's side. Okay. Wow. So, as a five-year-old who's from the Ukraine, coming to America to meet your biological extended family, what was that experience like? Was it really weird and awkward, or was it like uh, being welcomed home to the home you never had, or what was that like? Well, everyone was super nice. I remember we were coming down the escalator, and there was, like, just a big crowd of all my aunts and uncles and uh, grandma 
and uh, the cousins, they had like a sign and stuff. Mm, that's and cool. I just got to meet them. Like nothing is awkward when you're five. That awkwardness yeah. comes when you're older. That's true. Sure. And you understand situations. I don't think it would have been awkward. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. When that's... you're when you're young, you're just kind of slightly ignorant. So mm -hmm. things don't matter as much. Right. That's really cool that your family put an effort, uh, put such an effort into just meeting you at the airport and making that a memorable experience for you. It really was. Yeah. But I remember it so vividly still, just like speaks volumes into how much it meant. Mm -hmm. So, David, I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about um, what some of the friendships that you've had over the past years look like since you've spent so much time in the Ukraine and then spent some time bouncing back and forth um, to the States. I think a lot of TCKs have a very uh, highly mobile context and um, I think they do feel like, you know, we're making friends that we're not going to keep that kind of thing. So can you tell me a little bit about the friends that you've had in your life? Um, very first friend that I felt like was my best friend was a guy named Ethan. I met him in kindergarten, and actually we met up again this summer. No kidding. Even though we hadn't seen each other for years and years. Hmm. What? There are some friendships like that that just last. Yeah. That you feel like you don't see them forever, but you can still pick up right where you left off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and throughout the throughout the years, you keep on making so many different friends that you can consider your best friend. Mm. But at the same time, it all feels so fragile. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're prepared to lose them at any minute. Mm. Even when I was back in America for just the one year, there was a kid in my neighborhood named Richard who I consider my best friend in America. And one day he said, uh, there was like a moving company at the front door, and he said, we're going to be moving in three days. I, we would just come back from this church thing, and I was really tired. So I was like, okay, so let's hang out for the next three days. And yeah. he was like, okay. So the next day, I did my schoolwork and stuff, and then I went out to meet him, and the house was completely empty already. Mm. Wow. This wasn't even an MK thing or anything. But you're, you're just kind of ready for that kind of thing. I remember being disappointed, but it didn't, like, break me or anything. Which sure. I feel like it would have if I hadn't had experiences like that throughout my life. Yeah. So you had mentioned that uh, you had mentioned that you had made a friend. Was it in kindergarten? Named Ethan, and you m just met up again with him uh, this summer. Um, where did you meet Ethan? Was he in the states, or is he another TCK? Or um, he was he was adopted by an MK family. He, grew, he was born in Vietnam, and then he was adopted. And so he never really came to America until after he kind of grew up in Ukraine. Okay. But under a an American bubble, but he was Vietnamese, so... Sure, sure. That is, like, ultra, like, uh, culture mixing right there. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I met him I met him in a Ukrainian kindergarten. Okay. And his mom is Ukrainian, and his dad is American. Oh, And no he is kidding. Vietnamese. And oh, now we're just back in America. That's a very multicultural context. Wow. Yeah, extremely multicultural. So, how have you 
been able to maintain some of your longer relationships? Like, you know, you mentioned that you had just met up with Ethan again not too long ago. Um, do you have do you have other long term relationships like that? Absolutely. Um, but I feel like MKs are really good at going a really long time mm-hmm. without even necessarily like speaking to the person mm-hmm. and then showing up with them and it feels like nothing's changed. Because yeah. I've had that with three of my friends already. And I do keep in, in touch with quite a few friends. Like, um, I have several people in my class that I like to call and just talk about life and laugh and everything. But at the same time, it feels like we could go for a long time without talking and then come together like nothing's changed, mm. which is something that MKs are generally pretty good at. Yeah, definitely. And now that you've been in the States for, uh, what, a little over a year now, is it? A year and a half? So, David, now that you've been back in the States for a little over a year now, about a year and a half, um, how do you find it's been making friends um, outside of the TCK community? Um, For the most part, it comes pretty easily, especially if you don't mention anything about where you're from. But what I've noticed, uh, most of the time... The people that I attract are international students from other parts of the world, whether that be Africa or Latin America or Asia. I just seem to be friends with those kinds of people more often than not. And, of course, I have friends that are Americans, but it does seem like I become closer with those that aren't, Hmm. whether I attract those kind of people or not. I don't intentionally do it. It just seems to fall that way. That's so interesting. And can you back up for a second? You said something that just kind of took me off guard. You said it's something to the effect that it's easy enough as long as you don't mention anything about where you're from. It it switches people off like almost right away. And then they just, um, they like identify you with that rather than who you are, which you don't, you never want to be identified with where you're from. You'd rather be identified who you are. At least that's, that's for me. Yeah, I hear you. I, David, I just actually like really, really appreciate that you recognize that even if the people that you're interacting with, um, don't get it. I really appreciate the fact, and I think it's a sign of maturity that you are aware that your previous experiences don't constitute the sum of your identity. That's not who you are. That may be where you grew up. That may be your experience. That may have been your childhood. That may have given you uh, a different perspective on the world than than the person you're talking to. Um, But it's not who you are. Yeah. And that is something that I notice a lot of MKs do. Like, put their entire identity into the place that they're from originally. Mm -hmm. Or not originally, Mm -hmm. but where they grew up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if they're going to live in America, they eventually have to learn to give that up. Right. And I can un- not, I can understand. Not completely forgive it up, but at least. Yeah, but grow definitely. Not 100% identify yeah, in it. Yeah. And I can understand um, the desire to use that as a connecting point. Like, you know, 
16 years, David, is a long time to spend, you know, overseas and then to to try to like not talk about that because people don't get it and they they just kind of like lump you with this like, well, I'm not going to be able to understand you then. We're not going to have, we're not, there's no room for a relationship with someone who's had a life experience that's so vastly different from mine. Um, yeah. That can be a really hard thing. Yeah, either that or they, they like feel like they can't match up with that because they're like, oh, I'm from Ukraine. And they can be like, oh, I grew up in northern Virginia. I don't have any cool <laughs> stories or anything like that. Oh, yeah. And then they just feel bad. And then you can't, it's really hard to build a relationship from there. What I always try to do is focus on the other person and sure, let yeah. them figure me out on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I remember once I was hanging out with this group, we were doing a short-term mission trip to Romania. And before we left for the trip, um, we were all kind of hanging out in this dorm, getting to know each other. And someone someone laughed at me at one point and they said, Stephen, you've got such amazing stories, but they're all kind of like ridiculous. And like, we can't like compare it to that. Like we talk about getting sick and you talk about having malaria and dengue fever. Like, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I do need to adjust a little bit and like tone things down and like like you say, focus on the other person a little bit more. And I think yeah. things went smoother after that. That's also a really good way to make friendships, especially deep friendships, because first of all, people love talking about themselves. So it's yeah, true. A good way to strengthen a relationship. Yeah. And then you get to learn about the person that you're wanting to be in, in this relationship with. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know the things about yourself already, what's the point of talking about them more unless they specifically ask for him? At least that's my point of view. Yeah. But David, I'm so interesting. I want everyone to know about me. <laughs> well, what's more interesting is letting them figure it out for themselves. That's true. That's true. And having them be surprised by what they find. Yeah, right. So it sounds like you're not necessarily avoiding talking about where you're from altogether. You're just avoiding making that the central point of your self-disclosure and um, conversation with people and new relationships. Yeah, absolutely. In general, um, oftentimes when people ask where I'm from, I just say um, Michigan. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. But when they find out different things like, like they might not be interested at all that you're from overseas if you just tell them. Mm -hmm. But it, it seems that like if you find another person that speaks the same language that you do and you start speaking it and... Uh, they can be like, what? How do you know this? And then mm. and then they know that way. So it's not necessarily just like, here, have this. They're like, wait, what? And then they have it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not necessarily in like any, this isn't like a master plan or anything, but like, that's just what happens, at least, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, I hear you. So if someone were completely uninterested in in global affairs, in hearing about your time overseas, religion, or any of these major components of your story, would you would you want to pursue a relationship like that? Like, what what would you do in that yeah. scenario? As long as they're interested in me as a person, mm -hmm. then I don't care what they know about my history. Sure. Do you have any friends like that that are just on a completely different, come from a completely different background than you? But they still feel like you still get along and that you're interested in each other as people? Absolutely. Um, 
maybe that's why I I seem to be drawn towards and have be drawn to me uh, just a group of really really diverse guys from all over the world, mm-hmm. like Asia and Africa and South mm-hmm. America, because we're not so fixated on where we're from. We're just fixated on each other's people. Mm-hmm. And do you know these guys um, through Liberty? Yeah. Yeah, and just meeting through random random places and then sharing just awesome experiences together. Sure, yeah, yeah. I guess that's another question that I have for you, David, is how do you build friendships? Like when you meet somebody for the first time, um, how do you take it from there to this place where you're hanging out regularly and maybe actually like having fun together and that kind of thing? That is a really good question. Uh maybe a lot of luck or like <laughs> like nice. randomness sure yeah because liberty has all kinds of events and places where you can meet people it it's kind of like a flip of the coin whether you can continue to hang out with them or not because mm-hmm. it might be you, you hang out with them at this one event and then you run into them again later and when you met at the the event you had a really great time with them so you decide to do something like you plan something the next time you bump into each other and then you meet their group of friends and now you're part of their group of friends and mm-hmm. that kind of thing just it, it seems it's just random so i guess my final question for you david would be um as someone who's spent a lot of time overseas and uh, is now transitioned back to living in the states what advice would you have for other TCKs who are um, who haven't had as long to adjust to living in the states as you have, perhaps? Um, how would you? What would you tell them as far as uh, I don't know? Perhaps it's building relationships or forging a new identity or embracing your identity or whatever. I'd say that the place where you come from will always be a part of you. Hmm. But that's not necessarily something that you need to share with the person the first time you meet. Mm-hmm. That's good. Just show yourself as the person that you are, rather than the place that you came from. And how about how about holding on to the past? Because while your experiences don't constitute who you are, they definitely have shaped you, and you still want to hold Absolutely. on to that, right? So how how do you do that, David? How do you hold on to your past? Well, not making it everything about yourself. I hold on to the past so, so dang much. <laughs> I, I love reminiscing and stuff. And sure. now that I'm at Liberty, I feel like I can... There have been people from my school that have ended up here, and we've reminisced about the past plenty, mm-hmm. like funny moments and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's not all we do, because mm-hmm. you're in the present and you're not in the past. So... Mm-hmm. The present is the only time that you'll ever make memories. Yeah. The only reason why something is a memory is because it was the present at some point. Mm, Good word. That was deep. I'm going to write that on a fortune cookie. (laughs) So it seems to me like you've found this balance of accepting your past as, as sort of making you who you are, and you hold on to that in reminiscing about it and talking about it with other people who are interested in it. Sometimes those might be people from your past, or sometimes those might be just people who are interested in your story. Um, but at the same time, you're consciously trying to live in the moment and to enjoy the moment and make new memories and to continue 
um, building and discovering who you are, so to speak. Is that is that pretty much it? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't if you don't live in the present, then what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I I uh, I had a really hard time transitioning back from living overseas, and I met this old guy. He must have been like ninety years old, and he was at this church event, and he was leading some kind of game. He looked like a you know like a ninety year old teenager, pretty much. I walked up to him and I'm like, okay, you've got a story. <laughs> Let's hear it, you know. And he goes, if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't still be here. You got to just have fun. And I was like, but I can't have fun because I'm miserable. And he said, that's your choice. And he just walked away. And I'm like, wow. I guess, I guess if you're 90 years old and still like still got it going on, then there's something to that. Thank you for joining me on TCK Care, the podcast. I hope to see you again next week for a discussion on TCKs and ministry, uh, more specifically missionary kids and what it means to be a missionary's kid versus a missionary kid. If you haven't done so already, I would encourage you to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Thanks. See you again next week.